Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothing. I'm Halls Burkhart. And today, we're going to start a new segment. You know my ass like starting new segments. That should be a video game. Gaming Confessions. This is one that was early on in the genesis of the podcast. We came up with this idea. The neon genesis. The neon genesis of this podcast. And that is, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by this is, we're going we're gonna to talk about a subject, be it a specific video game franchise. You know, maybe down the road it could be uh, a specific mechanic, anything like that. And just for some reason, it doesn't connect with us. We don't get it. Maybe, maybe in the case of what we're talking about today, we were just a little too late to jump on the trend. Right. You and I were both unanimous with this first one. Yes. One we wanted to do first. And not only that, we have our first guest this week first guest on the high potion podcast and i i contacted this dude because if there was someone that was going to explain this particular thing to us i couldn't think of anybody better (laughs) this gentleman has i'm not joking hundreds of hours in one of the most recent games oh yeah uh, in this series so uh before we introduce the concept our first guest is our buddy, artist extraordinaire, Evan DeCellis. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for uh, taking some time on your Saturday to talk with us, buddy. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm honored to be the uh, the first guest for this one. We're honored to have you, man. It's, it's real nice to talk to you for the first time here and for me. And uh, just wanted yeah. to compliment you again on the fantastic artwork, buddy. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Honestly, it all starts with Haas's ideas, which he never likes to talk about, but that it, he's always the uh the initial inspiration so he's he definitely gets credit too that's right oh yeah so yeah if you guys are listening to this podcast right now look down at your phone or whatever device you see that beautiful green artwork that's our buddy evan DeCellis. bring in the podcast to life with mm-hmm. his artwork so what don't we get this week this week i just don't get pokemon <laughs> now one thing i want to say before we get into it um Steve and I are not looking to shit on Pokemon. I, I know not. I say this. I know people saw the title, I just don't get Pokemon. And I know they hear that's what we're doing, and they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to hear these two dudes talk shit about <laughs> Pikachu for yeah. an hour. We're just going to boom her out. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not the point at all. The point is, like I said, if for some reason, Pokemon never hooked me nor Steve, and uh, we're going to have our buddy Evan here educate us. Give us some education on Pokemon a little bit here. And uh, and who knows? By, by, by the end of the night, I might be firing up the Switch and playing some Pokemon. I don't know. It, weirder yeah, things like have happened. So, before we get into that, I think we have a very important question that we need to get out of the way. And since you're uh, the guest, buddy, we'll start with you. What have you been playing lately? Yeah, absolutely. So, there's two things. Uh, one we talked about, one we hadn't yet. Um, but I started playing that Fist Forge and Shadow Torch game that just came out. Um, I believe that came out earlier this week. I don't know if you saw anything about that. Uh-uh. Um, but it's sort of like a, like a post-apocalyptic, like Metroidvania. Um, oh. Sort of like using, like I guess, like animal characters and everything. It, it looks really strange, like as far as like a story-wise style goes. But it hooked me, and it ended up being like really, really good game. Um, hmm. I got that digitally for PS5. What was the name of it again? It's called Fist, Fist. Forged in Sh- Shadow Torch. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'll look at that when uh, when we're done here. Um, I like a yeah, good Metroidvania. Really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the reason why I was able to start that is because I actually finally, like almost a year later, completed Demon Souls on the PS5. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Finally. Yes. Yeah, I'm so buddy. proud of you. That's awesome, man. It's uh, an accomplishment. So what did you think? Is that your first Souls game? Yeah, it yeah. is. So I had I have a buddy who tried to get me into Bloodborne and Dark Souls three, and like he was going through the UI of his like New Game Plus, and I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> this is too much for me. <laughs> well, what a good friend, in my opinion, because uh, those games are excellent. Once you can get past oh, yeah. the initial kind of daunting task of getting to the first boss or whatever, <laughs> those games are tough. Whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, that's awesome, buddy. Uh, so, what did you think? Now that you've you've completed a Souls game, uh, it doesn't seem like as a, a daunting task going forward, does it? No, it really doesn't. Um, I think like I took a break from it because I was getting really frustrated in a lot of sections, and like I even went to the Demon Souls subreddit and was like asking for advice, and mm-hmm. everything people were suggesting was like what was not working for me. So I took a break, but ah. then I I came back and like vastly over leveled myself by grinding and i think i beat the game at like level 87 or something <laughs> absurd like that that's not um, that's that's definitely a viable way to do it i think the first time i ever yeah. beat dark souls i was probably like over a level 100 by the time i got to the end boss. <laughs> yeah i buddy i i don't think i would have beaten demon souls without the same like doing the same thing like i just way over leveled myself i farmed the grasses like mm-hmm. once I figured out that you could do that, I was like, oh, well, I'm a dude who will grind out some levels. So th- I'm about to beat this. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That made it way easier. My second, third um, and fourth playthrough, I I did that less, but only because, you know, there were some parts where you would grind, though. There's some really good grinding yeah. parts like the in level four, particularly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let me ask you one thing, buddy. What did you think about? The fucking fifth world, the swamp world. Oh my god, the Valley of Defilement one. Oh my god, so that one pissed me off. Like, yes, everybody kept talking about how miserable that one is. But I feel like I was like, oh, usually when people say that, it ends up being like one that I like, or it's never as bad as they say. And it was exactly as advertised, unfortunately. Yeah, that one is is bleak 
Yeah, oh, it really is. <clears throat> that was the closest. Playing that game, the Valley of Defilement, was the closest I came to being like, I'm not going to do this. Which part do you think was worse? There, there's like the first level where you have to walk on those tiny little walkways and fight the little guys oh and drop it. That part was a real pain. But And then the second part is the poison swamp area. I, I don't like either. I think I actually would rather do the poison swamp area. I think I might easier. too. Just because, especially for how I was playing, <laughs> being real mobile and, and rolling a lot, those mm-hmm. little walkways led to my death quite a few times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was actually at that point. Whenever I got to those narrow walkways, I was using the Dragon Bone Smasher from the, uh, yeah. Dragon God, the, mm-hmm. and that thing is not made for narrow <laughs> <No>. walkways. <laughs> what uh, what kind of character did you roll? So I initially went with like a Gloom Knight build. Um, I did some like research online, which is basically like using um, the Gloom Knight armor set, and then basically being like really high in endurance vitality. And meaning like a spear so it's a very defensive build because i was like well i just don't want to die even mm-hmm. if it takes me forever to kill an opponent but then w- when i finally got the dragon bone smasher like i don't know maybe like the first day or two sessions coming back to it i completely stripped off all of my armor and then just went with the smasher and then just went nuts on everybody basically nice that's the yeah. um true dark souls experience right there when you just take all your clothes off so you can just manhandle yeah. the giant weapon it's <laughs> naked yeah. with a giant hammer yep yeah exactly i feel like that's like an iconic aesthetic of, of demons and dark souls is like always seeing a naked dude just swing at a big old hammer yeah you know a giant sword what's funny is we talked about it in the demon souls episode but that was a missing ingredient me in me grasping a souls game because me mm-hmm. i like to be heavy armored up i like my dude to look cool and when i started playing demon souls steve was like take off your shirt Mm-hmm. take off your pants <laughs> maybe just wear your boots and your gloves and i was like nah yeah. and he was like buddy you you want the fast roll so you better yeah. do it and yeah. it, but then because i'm crazy like that i literally pumped so many points into strength or whatever so i could then wear the heavy armor and still do the fast rolls absolutely fine to yeah. do that yeah. the endurance builds or whatever <laughs> so uh what have you been playing steve I have been swinging around New York City on some spider webs. I've been playing a whole lot of Spider-Man. Remastered. The remastered on PlayStation 5. Ooh, I cannot wait till we sit down and talk about that game in detail. Yeah, there'll, it's coming in probably uh, a couple episodes. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be coming up. A couple few episodes. I have a lot there. of really nice things to say about it. Spoiler alert. Man, do I love it. That is, to this day, one of the few games I've gotten a platinum in twice nice because i got it in the original version and then i got it again in the remastered <laughs> awesome i really like that game it's a great game um also hades and slay the spire those two are usually just kind of simmering in the back whenever i yeah. need to change it up so uh, i've been playing a shitload of hades um finally got into a roguelike it is worth all the hype we're gonna have a hades episode upcoming so i don't want to get into it too much Mm -hmm. um and then so jesse and i went out of town last weekend and so i didn't i played halo one night and then when we got back i i was like you know what i'm gonna fuck around with some stuff on game pass and i ended up downloading code vein Mm -hmm. speaking of a souls like game it's an anime as hell souls like and i really dug what i played of it uh, it's tough. It is tough. Um, 
as I, I would imagine is to be ex- expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really cool. It's a game I could see myself going back to and playing when I don't have as much on my plate, but I just wanted to fuck around with it for a little while. Right. It, it's it's an odd game with that mixture of like the companion thing, yes. which almost makes it feel like Dragon's Dogma-ish uh-huh. in a way. Yeah, it's like if you had an AI companion in a Souls game. Mm-hmm. And then um, the parry system, and like there's, I can't remember the name of the system, but you build up this thing and you can do this like air attack where you knock any creature basically from what I've seen up in the air. And then it's kind of almost a one hit kill depending on the creature. It's pretty fun. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> um, and, you know, downloading it for free off a of Game Pass, it wasn't like any huge commitment. I love Game Pass. And then uh, last night I started Tales of Arise, which I've Ooh. been real excited for. Yeah, you have been excited for that one. Uh, it's awesome. It is anime as hell. <laughs> when I say anime as hell, it's got like the banger ass uh, J-pop opening theme song with the anime cutscene. They are not afraid for you to play for like 20 minutes and then they're going to throw you an anime cutscene. And then you play for another few minutes. They're like, here's another anime cutscene. Uh, I've only played a couple hours at this point, so I can't really say whether it's great or anything. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. And it's getting fairly good reviews. I think IGN gave it a nine. Cool. So it's great. Nice to have a new JRPG mm-hmm. yeah. on deck. <laughs> I'm not quite ready for the 80 to 100 hour commitment yet on the yeah, RPGs. but I haven't looked. I haven't looked to see how, how, long, how long this one. Yeah, because it's so new. Right. I feel like you don't get great uh, the ad, the information isn't super accurate. One thousand hours. Oh, I, I would be that doing would, that. Would be believable too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been playing that, and I think that's about it. I don't. I downloaded several Game Pass games, and then ended up mainly messing around with Code Vein, and then something clicked on Sunday, and I got way into Hades, way into Hades. So much so that I would take work breaks this week. To do a quick run in Hades. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, because you can get through a run in 30 minutes. 30 minutes if you're doing really well, maybe 45 minutes. Right. Yeah, typically the longer runs in Slay the Spire take about like an hour, yeah. hour and 15 minutes. But uh, yeah, Hades is a good game. I can't wait to talk about it. There's a lot, a whole lot to love. That studio is, is one we've liked, and I think it's by far their best game. Like, by a, by a long shot. So, I only have uh, experience with Bastion and Hades. Mm-hmm. I never played Transistor or Pyre. And what was the other one? I think there's another one. There is another one, but I can't think of the name. Transistor um, and Pyre are the ones that I played most recently. And uh, so, compared to Bastion, which I really enjoyed. It was a highlight of, like, the Xbox Summer of Arcade mm-hmm. one year. Uh, I um, this is better. This is better than yeah. Bastion. Bastion, really to good. me, was their second best. Uh, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. it. Like that game is surprisingly horny. Have you noticed that? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean the gods, you know. Sheesh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm digging it. Uh, so we had an episode about the. We'll do this real quick. We had a, a episode about the PlayStation Showcase that happened this month. Evan, real quickly. Was there anything yeah. that jumped out to you that you're super looking for? What What are you looking forward to in the next, say, I don't know, year or so? So I am excited about, obviously, like, you know, your God of Wars, the Spider-Mans and the Horizons. But I do think as great as they will be, they'll be more of what you know. 
mm-hmm. I think the Wolverine announcement completely blew the top off my excitement. Um, yeah, we're. I mean, it's Insomniac. So, I, so I know that excited. it'll be done right. So that's got to be to me like their biggest bombshell announcement that I saw. Buddy, I can fully say after Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and the newest Ratchet and Clank, Insomniac is quickly becoming one of my favorite studios. And now, I mean, Spider-Man 2, that's something we knew was coming. It was inevitable. Yeah, exactly. It was more of a matter of when are they going to announce it, when is it going to be released. But with them doing Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine, like, they're... They're doing a lot of shit I like, man. I know, man. Two things. Venom. Venom. Okay, that's going to be fucking yeah, amazing. that's going to be nice. And then the other thing, my small little... Uh, there's tons of Easter eggs in the Wolverine trailer, but the one just that I noticed was he his fists are very bloody. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that they're going to go a little more mature with that one. Just, you know, not like where he's decapitating people or anything like that. But, but a I little think more. It needs to be a I, little I harder the, edged. The tone does need to be a little edgier right not, a bit not like twitter edgelord edgy. right no Mm-mm. but it would but, be nice if they leaned more into like the logan yeah then you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> i was telling steve the only way i could be more excited was if that announcement was just for a straight up insomniac x-men game oh but, that would be incredible but like i'm not gonna complain either so right yeah Maybe if- yeah, I feel like the only time we see the X Men really these days are like in Ultimate Alliance, which those are good games and everything. But I mean, I think like a fully fleshed out mm-hmm. one like they do Spider Man would be just a dream project. Well, yeah, and you know uh, it's going to happen eventually, especially with the MCU eventually launching their version of the X Men. We'll get an X Men game. I just hope it's more like an Insomniac game than a Square Enix Avengers game. But it's crazy, yeah. like. <laughs> It's crazy how much Marvel games are blowing up. Like, you know, we got Spider-Man. We got the Avengers. We got, uh, we have Guardians of the Galaxy right around the corner. That, uh, what is it? Marvel Midnight Suns, the tactical mm-hmm. game made yeah, by the XCOM. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man 2, Wolverine. There's gotta be, I mean, they're really, they're finally given marvel it's due with games because we were getting good batman games for a little while there and now exactly it's all it takes is a studio that is knows it's shit yes i think when you get a studio that is as good as insomniac who can deliver a product like Mm -hmm. that spider-man game people are like oh yeah let's do more of that Yeah. yeah You know. Yeah, exactly. My only hope is that I just don't want it to be like a Spider-Man game, essentially with a Wolverine skin. skin. Just no, because I agree. it's you know that that superhero world. However, when you look at Ratchet and Clank versus Spider-Man, you would never believe the same studio made that. So right. I'm, that's my hope that they'll maybe be able to deviate and make it feel like its own sort of world and not like a extended expansion or something. Yeah, I. I think they'll they'll do right by Wolverine, and I think there needs to be some key differences. If they want to make it an open-world game, I'm down. Yeah, sure. But, you know, I also think, like, you know, when you think of Spider-Man, you think of New York. Yeah. I don't have a specific area that I think of um, Wolverine being tied down to. You know, maybe the Canadian wilderness or something, but... You know, I think there needs to be some key differences for sure. And if it's an open world game, you know, I'm cool with that. But I want to see what the setting is going to be. Me too. And I wonder if yeah, it's, it might be like their take on a Naughty Dog style. That's what game. I was going to say. Is this going to be maybe sort of their take on a Last of Us or an Uncharted? But with Wolverine. Sign me 
Yeah. Oh, that is incredible. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to wait and see. That's yeah. a ways off, but yeah. still very exciting. Very, very exciting. All right. Um, all right, buddy. It's time. I'm ready. Me and Steve, we don't get Pokemon. Our buddy Evan does. <laughs> so, like, I'll start off by saying, I think mm-hmm. Pokemon, I think it was like strangers passing in the night where it, <laughs> I was maybe just a hair past the age to get into Pokemon yeah. when it came out. Cause I remember being in boy Scouts and there would be kids that had their game boys and they were all about Pokemon. And at that point, my game boy had been stolen. I think that's an important missing piece of the Oof. puzzle. If I had a game boy, who knows, maybe I'd gotten into it. <laughs> but, this is like a Hosberg Hosberg art gaming. What if? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What if my uh, what if zombies ate your Game Boy? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's not that I have anything against Pokemon. I think I just missed out on the Pokemon craze by just a little bit. You know, there was the card game. By the time the card game was kicking, I was into like Magic: The Gathering and the Star mm-hmm. Wars collectible card game. So like, I didn't really have room for a third card game in my life and just things like that so what is it what is it evan that makes pokemon so appealing honestly it's like it's a very simple concept in my opinion and i think it's the collectathon aspect of the game Mm -hmm. right like i do think obviously you have the anime which is really popular but the games itself i think it's just that constant you know the goal whenever you boot up the game for a lot of people is i want to catch literally every pokemon that is in this game and i think that that's where the obsession starts and then i think it just balloons it ballooned from that because obviously it started out with 151 pokemon i'm pretty sure they came out with a new one a couple weeks ago they're at 900 now right so what makes it what it is today is harder to answer but i think what made it what it was then is definitely that collectathon and like the characters evolving and just if you you know didn't like the games you had the anime if you didn't like the anime or the games you had the cards and like it was just so many different ways to ingest like the franchise you know right right Um, so did you get into the cards first so i actually got into the games first i actually didn't get into the games until the second game um which was the gold crystal and silver games on the game boy color okay so i didn't play the original red uh um, red yellow and uh, blue and then green in japan um I started with the second batch. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I played a little bit of the cards. Uh, I wasn't too crazy with the cards. I got more into Yu-Gi-Oh, I think, whenever it came to like, you know, that young middle school kind of card game-esque type thing. But mm-hmm. the, the games, I mean, I just was insanely obsessed with from the very, very start. And, and honestly, still dangerously am today. So, yeah. Uh, so, okay. <clears throat> when I look at the the individual parts of a Pokemon video game. There's so much about it that seems like it would appeal to me and I would be into Mm -hmm. it. It's a JRPG, Mm -hmm. turn-based combat. You're literally capturing adorable Japanese creatures. Like, there is Mm -hmm. no denying the fucking design genius that went behind, that goes behind a lot of these Pokemon. Like I look at Pikachu and his big yellow booty and I'm like, you motherfucking stunner. No wonder (laughs) you're so popular. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's just so, I don't know. I do. I really do think it was an age thing or just wrong time, wrong place. I mean, like those games came out, I think in 96, if the internet is to be believed the, the first ones on the game boy, 
And yeah. at that point, I was in college, so it was kind of I, I thought about it as kid stuff at the time. Right. But you yeah, know, for the, sure. You know, doesn't okay. mean it's bad. So what? Uh, this is something I don't know, buddy. What? What was the genesis of Pokemon? Was the were the games first? Were the cards first? Was the anime first? I don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so originally the game itself was the very first thing. So whenever they've ever done like um, like official artwork of characters or put them in anime and everything, they based all those things off of their sprite designs for the first generation of the game. So uh, the Pokemon like red, yellow, and blue and green in Japan, those ones were like the very first start of, of Pokemon as a whole. Um everything basically spun off from the, those initial games, even, even the characters. So uh, after that, that's whenever like the anime kicked off and they actually already had enough Pokemon, I think to make like a second generation of them. Cause that's how they're split up into like generations. Mm -hmm. But the, the game itself was, was too large. So they had to cut them and then shift them to the second generation of games, which is where I got into it. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing is if you look at those early designs of like the initial Pokemon, like some of them are like really wacky and oddly shaped and don't even look like like what you know them as today, just because they were there's almost like a second interpretation of their original designs that are oh. that's probably more suitable for like the medium that they ended up being in, you know. I gotcha. Okay, so dumb this down even further for me. Like what is what's up with the, the Pokemon creatures themselves? Right, like so, they have a form, and then there's another form they can take. Yeah, and aren't they? Um, they're they've they're each tied to like an element. So there's fire Pokemon, right? right? Yeah, like right? what's the actual deal yeah, with the yes. Pokemon? Yeah, see, you got it. Yeah, exactly. So they all each have to have an element. Some of them are dual elements, right? Um, they are basically just wildlife in the Pokemon world. It is just almost as if like I just grabbed like a, a pigeon off the street and just started battling him or something <laughs> like that, um, which is so twisted. Um, but yeah, so, you know, some of them have evolutions, some of them don't. Um, various ones of them have different evolution conditions. So they have to level up through um, or evolve through leveling up. Some need a special item to make them level up. Some, which is like super backwards back in the day, was you needed to trade them to somebody else using a link cable. Then they would evolve when they got onto your friend's device. Oh, that's cool. And then you you had to have hoped that you had a good friend to give it back after the fact. Oh, oh, oh. A little trust. Because that has happened to me in the past before. He just unplugged the cable and he walked away during recess. Wow. Bro, that um, kid would be in traction. I would have done the karate oh, kick on his back as he walked you away. You give me my blast toys back! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm was, yeah, that, honestly, those that was that was the day back then. Of I mean, it was like that primitive. But yeah, <laughs> so some of them have evolutions. Um, some of them don't. Some of them get their evolutions in future generations because the artists decide, hey, you know, this character um, could have went further. Um, some of them have like branching tree evolutions, right? So you originally you could go like you know just one direction with a certain Pokemon, but then now if you trade it with an item or whatever you can then have a second version of that evolution and don't have to be sort of hamstrung to that same evolution tree. Oh. So, okay. So, all right. I, I get the concept of the evolutions and stuff. And, and like, I've, you know, I read stuff about video games and I've heard like, Oh, to evolve this certain Pokemon, you got to walk. So much like you have to make your character walk yeah. around so much and things yeah, exactly. like that. But what the fuck is a shiny Pokemon, Evan? All oh, I hear about okay. is shinies, and I don't know what yes. it is. 
So this is a fun one. So this is honestly a big reason why I have like hundreds of hours in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, so shiny Pokemon are Pokemon that are super, super rare. Um, they have an alternate color scheme to them. Um, there's the color scheme isn't random. Like it's, it's established by the, the developers and it's fixed throughout all of the games. So there's like, you wouldn't have a blue Pikachu and then a green Pikachu. It is just that alternate color of Pikachu. Right. Right. Um, so in order to get them, you would have to find them in the wild in the game which I believe has a rule rule rate of like one in 1400 or something like that. Oh my God. Um, wow. It's absurd. However, if you catch all the Pokemon in a given game, you get a shiny charm for completing your Pokedex that cuts the odds down, I believe to one in 450. <laughs> oh, right? okay. So then this is where it kind of gets crazy in order to speed up the chances of you getting a shiny Pokemon. You put a ditto Pokemon in a daycare with a Pokemon that is from a completely different region, meaning like a language, like so a Japanese Pokemon that somebody trades you with an American one, and your chances are therefore increased that whenever you have an egg, that that egg will be a shiny version of whatever Pokemon you put with that ditto in that daycare. That shit is complicated. It's, oh, it's it's nuts. This is it really wild. Is. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I know like... You know, for instance, you were talking about, like, the original red and blue were released. And then, you know, over here we got yellow. And yes. in Japan they got yellow and green. And then, like, you know, there's, like, uh, sun and moon and mm -hmm. X and Y. And sword the and shield. Sword and shield. Yeah. So if I pick up, let's say, if I pick up Pokemon Sword, mm -hmm. am I able to capture every Pokemon in the game from just playing sword or do I have to play shield? You see what I'm saying? Are there? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're Pokemon yeah, so specific to different versions of the game. Yeah. So I, so there's two things, two aspects to this. So th the big controversy with the sword and the shield was this was the first Pokemon mainline game where not every single Pokemon that exists prior to the generation was capturable in this game. Um, they actually cut out certain Pokemon just because of development times. And that was the first time that you couldn't actually capture. I think it was like all 800 by that point. Right. Um, however, more toward your question, you are correct that there are definitely some that are in shield that are not in sword that you would have to trade somebody uh, to acquire them in order to complete your Pokedex. Like if you had no means to get online and you, you know, sort of like lived far out toward, you know, where no internet is, and you were playing just one one version of those games. There's no way for you to complete your Pokedex, unfortunately. So, or so unless you buy both, co like, are they? Is that yes. the thing? They they, it's a killer business model. They want you to buy oh. both copies of the game, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Really, the only difference between the two games, whenever they release them um, at the same time, is. The box art legendary Pokemon that's on the cover, mm -hmm. that's the one that you can only get no matter what you do in your playthrough. Okay. Second is there's a set of select Pokemon that are specific to that version of the game. Um, so those are the two biggest differences. Otherwise, it's literally one for one. But whenever you have these people who are crazy collectathon nuts, they will buy both of them very easily, too. There's not a lot of crazy collectathon nuts around. Don't worry about that. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> yeah, uh... yeah, right. <laughs> so, okay... Oh man, I had a brain fart. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Okay, here's my question: Is the okay? So I know the sort of basic idea of a Pokemon game is like you start up, you're a kid, mm -hmm. and you're gonna go challenge, you're gonna capture po Pokemon, you're gonna train them, 
and then you're going to go challenge different gym leaders, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah it, this this shit goes down in a gym. Yeah, and then yeah. the ultimate goal is just to become the best best Pokemon guy in the world, right? Like, yeah. All right, you want to exactly. be the best that's ever been. Um. Yes. So, are the so like is the story in the gym leaders different from each version? So like. Is the story of S.H.I.E.L.D. different than the story of S.W.O.R.D., or is it just the same story with different Pokemon? So that that was the first game, I believe. The Sword and S.H.I.E.L.D. was the first one. I forgot to mention that, like, one of the versions has, like, I think one or two gym leaders that are interchangeable, depending on the version of the game you got. Otherwise, literally everything is the same between them. So mm-hmm. even, honestly, across most of the games, this, the objective is pretty straightforward, where you're a kid who... You know, is getting to pick his first Pokemon that is given to him by the professor of the town. You have the choice of three different starters. That yes. is either water, fire, force, and grass. And then you you go through all eight gyms, get all eight badges, uh, battle the elite four trainers, and then you battle the champion. And then that's basically the plot every single game up to this point. Has there ever been, like, any good drama with the gym leaders like has there been any like real memorable ones or are they all kind of paint by numbers I'll be, yeah i'll be honest there are a lot of them are paint by numbers yeah i think that that's kind of like the big criticism of the games is like if you're somebody who's like hanging on to the series throughout the years expecting something like deep like you have to take a step back and remember like this is just pokemon right, right. <laughs> and like, because it's, it's the perfect thing because, like, you know, a kid now would have the same experience that I did years ago because it's effectively the same experience, like I just mentioned. So I think it's timeless and that helps in that fashion. But if you're looking for more depth, you're probably barking up the wrong tree. Right. Ah, well, okay. I still think it's pretty neat, though. Uh, now, how, does, yeah. how do you how do the battles work with the yeah. with the gym leaders? Do you do you just compare Pokemon? Do your Pokemons do the battling? So every gym leader has a specific typing to them, which is like reflected on the badge that you get from them. Um, so for example, you would walk into a gym and before you can face the leader, they basically have their sort of like handful of grunts that will try to like weed you out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you basically travel through there. Sometimes there's like a gimmick to the gym itself um, that makes it more uh, interesting that they've done this in like later games. But once you get to the main gym leader, you basically just battle him. And the battles in those games um, work the same, really, as a wild Pokemon battle, except, you know, you can't run from the battle. And, uh, you know, it's... You can't catch their Pokemon, obviously. Like, that's something that you can't do, which is, you know, I guess you really wouldn't think of unless you tried. Right. And then if you beat them, you get the badge, which will allow Pokemon at a certain level to obey you. Because the game doesn't want you to have an overleveled Pokemon traded to you and then you just like run through the entire oh, game. So that's how they get around like you sort of cheese in the game and just getting one yeah. of your buddy to give you a bunch of powerful ass Pokemon and then just tearing through the game. Exactly. Because if you have an overleveled Pokemon and you try to use them, that Pokemon won't follow your commands 99% of the time. It'll either use a move that you didn't pick or it'll say that it's, it puts itself to sleep or <laughs> whatever. Because it, it quote unquote respect, basically. That's interesting. I didn't. That is something I didn't know. So, yeah, I, I I definitely remember the days of Pokemon Go, which, oh. which was you know a oh, few yeah. years ago. But man, 
people were crawling around this town like ants. Buddy, I got into Pokemon Go for a few weeks there, <laughs> a few months even, mm-hmm. and like I, I remember that. yeah, I tried to get Will into it. I was like, "Come on, man, let's go, let's go hang out and catch some Pokemon." It seemed it. like fun, like honestly, it really was. And this is from someone who doesn't know shit about Pokemon. Right? Yeah, that was the one thing that made me be like, "Hmm," but I just would keep seeing so many people do it i just didn't want to like hang out oh, yeah. around other people hunting pokemon yeah i knew where there were poke stops on my way home from different places i go for work and you catch me pulling into a church parking lot real quick to, <laughs> to do some shit in that game yeah, yeah. Poke- that that's another thing that's always i think is cool about pokemon is the the amount of spin-offs Mm-hmm. that they've yes. done obviously there's go but there's mm-hmm. like they just recently what is it called is it the is it pokemon unite what's it's the oh yeah the, the po- moba yes, that is, yes that's correct yeah that moba one and then um, there's a fighting game right mm-hmm. yeah the pokemon stadiums and coliseum games on the uh, n64 uh pokemon snap there's just i mean it's endless pokemon pinball which is absurd in its own right um but I think the big one that's going to make like a huge splash is the one that they have coming out in January, tw- January 28th, I believe, um, is the Pokemon Legends game, the Pokemon Legends Arceus game. I don't know if you guys that's, have is seen that, any Is that the one that? that kind of looks Breath of the Wildish? Yeah, it's open world. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that one I think is going to be like a really big defining moment for like the future of the franchise, depending on how well or not it's received. You heard it here first, folks. Pokemon oh, yeah. renowned Pokemon expert Evan DeCellis <laughs> says Pokemon gym leader Evan DeCellis <laughs> that yes, this is a flashpoint yeah, exactly. for the franchise. So, uh, who's your favorite? Po- Do you have a favorite Pokemon, Evan, or is it one of those things that's like ads ah, too hard for me to choose? I feel like it's one of those like depending on what day you ask me is is always my answer with that. Nice. But I, I think. I think if I had to pick one like now, I think Hitmonlee is my favorite. Who's um, who's based off of Bruce Lee? Oh, that's cool. Cool. That's a and good then there's Hitmonchan, who's based off of Jackie Chan. Yeah, um, that's those... something I've noticed. Is like there's some interesting references. Like, wasn't yeah. there a character that we weren't allowed to have in the card game and the video games because they got sued by Kreskin? Oh, I think Kadabra so. I or something remember. like that. Oh, yes. It was Kadabra because he uses those dual-wielding spoons. Yeah, and Kreskin was yes. the dude that claimed that he could bend spoons with his mind and shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So he was able to be in the games. I believe they weren't allowed to do any reprints of his trading card. Oh, okay. I see. Until I think within the last year, I think he finally gave his approval and was saying, like, you know, I apologize for how many lives of kids I've made miserable with this decision. <laughs> and I was like, it's really not that serious, you know. Um, so. So my I like I don't know shit about Pokemon. I have a favorite Pokemon, Zigzagoon. Oh really? Zigzagoon. <laughs> what is? I'm curious why. He looks like a raccoon. I can, oh, mm, I should have known. He looks like a raccoon <laughs> dog, and his his motherfucking name is Zigzagoon. That's just fun <laughs> to say. So on that note, though, so they started this thing recently in the past few years of Pokemon. I think it was like in 2017 where they they do this thing called like regional variants and it's basically their version of like you go to a different like it's a different game right but you see a pokemon in that region but it looks different right because right. okay so that's what i was going to uh, ask you like each of the yeah. games is set in a different region of the world and those are kind of yes. based on real life places like 
wasn't Sword and Shield sort of based on the UK or something? Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically what they do now, at least, is whenever they don't want to change, like, they want they don't want to add new Pokemon necessarily, but they want to change what some of them look like. They do, like, a regional variant, right? So there's a regional variant of Zigzagoon in Sword and Shield um, called Galarian Zigzagoon, and he's, like, black and white. And he eventually evolves into this creature that kind of looks like a member of kiss. And I think it's on purpose. Fuck. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah, even like so kiss, I, but I think that sounds bad. Detroit. Yeah, Rock City. That's why I was wondering if there are any roots of that as your favorite, but that makes sense. No, no, it's cause he looks like a raccoon one nice. day, like last year sometime I typed in raccoon Pokemon into Google and it came up with Zigzagoon. And I was like, he's my Zigza dude. That's my <laughs> that dude incre- right there. That is incredible. Is there a, yeah. a snake or a shark one? Oh yeah, oh, there's definitely yeah. snakes, right? Yeah, I'd pick yeah, between a, a snake or a shark. Would a lot be of my sharks. Favorite. I mean, endless birds. Um, it's I'm actually really guy. interesting too, because some of them, some of them that have ridiculous designs, I think you think is just like just made by the Pokemon designers, but it's actually based on like real life things that you never would have expected. Hmm. Yeah, aren't there like even some weird like I don't know ones that look like food items and stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's like this new thing they started doing, like. They're like vanilla ice cream cones and slushies and like inanimate objects. Like one of them is called a uh, uh, cleft key. It's like literally a ring of keys with a face on it. It just some of them get a little bit ridiculous when you get into the later generations, but it's ultimately for kids. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, sort of circling back to around to something you were saying earlier. It just popped in my head and I didn't realize this. So. I remember the Pokedex controversy from a couple years ago when Sword and Shield came out. And it was one of those things sitting on the outside. I was like, what? Why is everybody so upset? I don't get it. But then, as you were talking, are you telling me if I was a lifelong Pokemon fan, and I'm saying I started with Red and Blue, I could have transferred all the Pokemon I caught from Red and Blue to the Game Boy Advance versions and then transferred all of those from those to the DS and the 3DS versions. Like, I could have taken my stable of Pokemon along with me through, like, two decades of playing Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can literally take a Game Boy Pokemon Yellow Pokemon. It would be a long road, but you can trade them throughout each game, basically, to get them to the final game, Um which is super cool. That's pretty wild. But they've also yeah. came out with this thing called Pokemon Home, where it's kind of like a Pokemon bank in a way, where you kind of just store them until like a game comes out where you can use them, and then you like pull them out of the bank and like put them into the game and pull them out if you want to at any point in time. So it's kind of like their little like cloud system or area. something. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Cool. That's very cool. Yeah, man. I can't. So I then I like thinking about it. Like if I was a lifelong Pokemon player and I had my favorite Pokemon from you know the game boy era on yeah i could see how it would be a little disappointing not to be able to import yeah them into the new game that makes a little more sense to me i guess yeah i think that they also had like a lot of people had issues with game freak as a developer because um they were like reusing a lot of their um, assets model and assets stuff. Yeah. yeah and i think that the model assets were the reasons why they said that they couldn't bring them all over um but I kind of think like that's ultimately why like Pokemon is sort of like looked at through a fine tooth comb is because I think they're like the highest generating media franchise ever. Yeah. At this point, when it's I've seen crazy. or something like that, 
Yeah, exactly. But like, they're so behind the eight ball with a lot of their game designs. Like, you would kind of think that that wouldn't be the case, but it kind of always is, I guess. So, okay, I know Pokemon, and and this might be like something you don't care about or really know. Like, I know Pokemon is a Nintendo property. Is Game yeah. Freak owned by Pokemon, or are they an independent company that makes Pokemon for Nintendo? You see so what I'm saying? The, so- yeah, exactly. So the po- so Pokemon as a whole, there's a company just called the Pokemon Company. Right. And I believe Nintendo owns only 30% of the Pokemon Company. Um, but they exclusively use Game Freak as the developer for those games. Um, they've obviously, like, um, you know, shared with other studios and everything. Uh, like, I think, like, Bandai Namco, they were responsible for Pokemon Snap. So... They will spread it out, but Game Freak is the only studio that is allowed to make a quote-unquote mainline Pokemon game. Uh-huh. That That's where they introduce like the new generations of Pokemon, which is usually when they add about like 70, and then have like those dual-type like Sword and Shield, Sun and Moon, things like that. What's your favorite generation of Pokemon games? You know what I mean? Like, uh, is it Sword and Shield? Is it Sun and Moon? Is it X and Y? I'm running out of a, a, a crystal green and emerald dildo, whatever. Like they've got all these crazy names and then they bring out like a third combined version or something eventually. Like, yeah. yeah. So my favorite is probably a nostalgia reason, but there is a practical reason. My favorite is the second generation, which is uh, gold, silver and crystal. But which is where you started, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The reason why I like those ones, though, is I'm pretty sure that's the only generation up to this point where you can actually go back to another region. So in this one, once you beat the entire game, you can take a like a rail train or something in the game to the first area's generation, and you can beat all of their gym leaders too. Now that's neat. And then that is cool. At the, then at the end, you face like a version of yourself from the first game with like super over level Pokemon and everything. Um, that so that's the only value. one that you can have like 16 badges in. So I think that one like deserves sort of like the love for that specific reason. Mm-hmm. I wonder um, why, I mean, obviously I imagine why they stopped doing stuff like that is because the games would just continue to balloon and balloon and balloon yeah. in size. But that's really cool though, man. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, what's, what's the anime all about? Do you, are you into the anime? Were you into the anime? Like, yeah, I was into the first couple of years, I think, of it, and then it kind of lost me. Um, the anime, though, is it solely follows Ash Ketchum, like the singular face character of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so any season that you watch, it's always Ash and it's always Pikachu. Um, basically, the shtick around it was just that Ash never won the Pokemon Championship every single year. Until recently, I- right? Didn't he recently yeah. win it? I remember reading that. Yeah, like he's gotten there a few times and he loses and everything, and I kind of like got sick of like that aspect of <laughs> everything. Was, yeah, I just had enough of that. Um, but so what they do in the in the series is is so he's obviously attached to his Pikachu. He has Pikachu because he woke up late on like selection day and couldn't have any of the three Pokemon that you usually get, so he ended up with Pikachu. Um, and he basically just like you know travels through different regions to collect the gym badges like you would in the game and face the gym leaders. Um, but yeah, so obviously, you know, you meet all the characters and stuff, but there's no tie-in with the actual games. Besides right? so, the title, right? Like, don't they... Exactly. The, they change mm-hmm. the title of the anime to match the current released exactly. game, right? 
Yeah, like so you you will have the same gym leaders um, and you will have the same towns as you would in the anime, but like the game doesn't have like any references to like Ash or Pikachu or right. or anything like that. So Evan, um, are you a fan, yeah, it's, are it's, you a fan of okay. anime and anime in general, or do you just watch oh, the Pope? Okay, so you watch anime also. Cool. I love anime, but I I can't like give myself the anime like fan card because i feel like i only watch like the most mainstream ones out there oh, that's okay um, like i just started demon slayer and oh, oh, that's oh, God. yeah oh yeah i'm loving demon slayer man that theme song that demon slayer oh, theme song the banger rips. of all bangers yeah. man I, so good uh you know i wouldn't say that i'm much different as far as my like steve he goes deep on anime. I'll be like, what are you watching mm-hmm. on anime, buddy? And he'll be like, um, I'm watching this series called Respecting My Mom and Her Hit Point Counter or something <laughs> like that, like this crazy long. And I'll be like, how is it? And he'll be like, yeah, eh, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I yeah. got a buddy like that. Yeah. And I'll you know, be like, oh, what anime are you watching? And I'll be like, oh, you know, Attack on Titan or One Punch Man. And he'll be like, oh, uh, you know, I'm watching. How, is it okay to pick up girls in a dungeon? And I'm like, what was that? <laughs> Wait, what? That's our buddy Will. Yeah. He, he yeah. loves that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, okay. Um, I'm, I like, I'm starting to see, like, I've actually learned a lot this episode that I didn't yeah. know before. Um, awesome. Yeah. What are your opinions? So, like, the amount of Pokemon media mm-hmm. I've engaged with over time. Like, I had a 3DS, and I got Pokemon. I can't even remember whether it was X or Y on sale. Mm-hmm. And I played through, and I got to the first gym leader who was, like, a spider lady. She captured yeah. me in a big spider web, and I was like, mm, I don't know about all this. And then put <laughs> it, and didn't end up going back. Jesse actually got pretty into um pokemon shield when it came out i bought the two pack and i had these grand designs of you play shield and i'll play sword and then we can trade pokemon it came yeah. out the same day as a star wars game oh boy that oh, that's, was that's, that's... that was tough obviously i played pokemon go for a little while now yeah. what are okay what the fuck is De- detective pikachu and what do you think of the movie <laughs> So, yeah, Detective Pikachu started out as, like, a DS spinoff game where it, like, sort of gave, like, Pikachu, like, sentience in some way and, like, had him basically be, like, a Sherlock Holmes with, like, this kid character. Um, I never played that game, but I do know that there is, I believe it's a sequel coming out for the Switch. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so that'll be coming out soon, so I'm going to give that a shot. But I did love the movie. The movie was really, really good. Um, I thought the movie was... Yeah. better than I it had any right to be and I expected it to be yeah like, right I, I found it way. really enjoyable like Is that Ryan Reynolds yep yeah yep yeah yeah I was surprised how well they basically like incorporated the Pokemon into the world like doing things it kind of reminded me of like Zootopia in a way uh-huh, where like uh-huh. animals with specific functions would very realistically you know be a be a trolley or you know be a plane or something it was cool yeah that was um, just one of those things like you would hear people talking about like oh they should do a live action pokemon and i could just never wrap my head around how something like that would work and then they i think they found a way to make it work and it was i thought it was pretty good yeah yeah i was actually impressed by that did you did you see it steve no i didn't okay oh no i don't watch many movies these days that's what i was gonna say if it was a prestige tv series (laughs) 
You know yeah. what I mean? Split over four episodes. If he's probably watched it. An anime arc. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> On Crunchyroll. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. There, there was something specific though that I wanted to bring up too is that uh, there's also this thing online that a lot of people do with the Pokemon games. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, guys. It's called the. Uh, it's called a Nuzlocke challenge. Have you I've, heard that? I've heard the term, but I have no idea what it means. Yeah. So that is kind of like a way of like turning like a modern, like a modern person who's older and playing games to make it like more challenging of a game. Cause the games are obviously pretty easy because they're, you know, they're children's games, but basically you are like your Pokemon all have one life to you. Like you play the game like normal, right? There's nothing you actually do to mod it or, or tweak it. But the rule is, is that if your Pokemon is knocked out, they're out for the entire game. Um, and you have to like put them in like in a box and store them away. And you can only, win with what you've captured right so no trading exactly no trading nothing like that you can only do with what you captured to attempt to to beat the game which it's it's pretty fun but i think it can it can get pretty difficult in some cases too so it's just like a different way to play the game i thought that might be interesting to bring up too that is interesting so it's like a a self-run self-imposed permadeath Mm -hmm. for your pokemon exactly i like it um now, before we wrap everything up, do you want to... Evan sent me pictures one day of something real cool where he handmade a Pokemon board game. And yes. Buddy, this shit looked like something Whoa. you would go buy at the game store. Yeah, you know, Evan is a a bit of a dabbler in board games, uh-huh. board game creation. Yeah. I keep waiting for your your Kickstarter to announce... Yeah, I've actually been testing that. Uh, the, I started testing it a couple weeks ago. The the new board game I'm work I've been working on for years, awesome. so it's it's been so fun to sort of see like where it works and where it clicks with people, and you know where it doesn't in some ways too. So <laughs> and yeah, and the uh, genesis of that was your was when you came up with that Pokemon game, right? Yes. Yeah. Man, um, it was so, buddy. I'm telling you, it was impressive. Yeah. That's oh, I had so cool. much fun making that. The, Big, ob- the obvious problem eventually that I ran into was like the dude at Staples who was like printing the board game mat for me. Like every time I would go to print the board when I would make a change to it, it was always an older lady who would like just print it without asking questions. Then one day I got a dude who was my age and he was like, hey, this is Pokemon. I can't do this legally. And I was like, oh, no. So <laughs> that's when I was like, all right, it's probably time that I like come up with my own like characters and worlds and stuff. So that's kind of what led to like what I've been doing for the past couple of years and stuff. So dang, what a, what a killjoy. Yeah. yeah right. Like, Figure a young guy be like, heck yeah, man, let me hook it up. Be, I want to yeah, play this exactly. game. Yeah. For real. You invite me over to yeah, play and I'll right? make all the yeah. copies you want. I bet he's probably a Digimon fan. Yeah, What's the difference oh, between what the Digimon? I don't understand. <laughs> Scumbag. <laughs> what is, okay. No, so are Digimon yeah. and Pokemon related? Like, uh, so it's funny cause like uh, they're compared a lot, but they're very different. Like, so Digimon, they're like quote unquote digital monsters. So mm-hmm. like they don't actually exist like in that world. Um, they are like the equivalent of like if Pokemon could evolve in a battle, but then return to what they were before. So, you know, like going into like super Saiyan mode, but then still returning to your normal Goku at the end. That's kind of like what Digimon do. And oh. the stages that they go into don't exactly make much sense visually, I think, to me. But mm-hmm. it, I think it's cool. I think it's like they make a lot of good games, in my opinion. So, but they're not related. No. Uh-uh. So the the people behind Digimon were like, "Yo, we got to get on this Mon craze. <laughs> they got oh, yeah. pocket monsters. We got to come up with some other kind of monster and get on." And then uh, 
their the uh, equivalent of Pikachu to them is it uh, Agumon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think Agumon. yeah, that's a big difference too. Is they talk like they have conversations. Yes. Yeah, the, that's awesome. the other thing. P- uh, Pokemon only say their name, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. They can only say their name except for, I think, like, there's something going on with Meowth or whatever in the anime or something that allows him to speak. Oh, okay. Speaking of, what's the deal with Ash's mom fucking a Pokemon? <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Like, yeah. What? So, what? Yes. Mr. Mine? Yes. Right? Yeah. There's something going on there for sure. I they I don't think they ever come out and say like, "Hey, Ash, you need to leave because I'm gonna go sit on Mr. Mime's face." But like, <laughs> it's Jesus. There's weird like, taking a turn. <laughs> there's weird uh, like innuendo yeah. and shit. Like there is. Like Mr. Mime yeah. will come out of Ash's mom's bedroom wearing a like a robe and shit with a cup of coffee. Yeah, or like previously like clothes that Throw she had on that comes yeah. out of the room. Yeah. Like, and the worst part about it is, is like the internet has taken off using much less material. So you got to be careful. <laughs> but you got to like give you give them an inch, they'll take a rule thirty four mile. Oh, damn right. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> buddy. Thank you so much for filling us in. Like, oh, um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming. And I want to actually sneak in a little more Demon Souls. Just real quick, if oh, that's cool. Go for it. Uh, what was yeah, your favorite? What, what was your favorite boss? You know, I think like purely from like the the style of like fighting them, um, the penetrator was my favorite. Oh yeah. I forget what the guy's name is who you can rescue to help you in the battle, but I didn't. I kind of just went at him like swordsman to swordsman, and nice. that was so fun to me. Cool, um, cool. Visually, though, I think the man eaters. Even though they were a bitch fight. They are the bitch. Yeah, they're the worst boss in that game. Man. Yeah. So, I know it's a bit of a gimmick fight, but I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, the Dragon God, the first time going into that hallway, and he looks up, looks down you at the hall, and he's massive. That's going to stick with me. Impressive, yeah, presentation. I hate that fight, though. Um, Yeah, who's, who's your favorite, Steve? Um, favorite, um, probably, let's see. I like the Tower Knight, and I like trying to oh, beat him, uh, without taking out the archers first. Oh my god, that is gutsy. <laughs> yeah, that's what you gotta do for the uh, on new trophy, game, right? On New Game Plus, it's actually pretty easy. Like, if you have a wow. pretty tricked out weapon, like, you, you can yeah. knock him down so fast. Yeah, they're... Yeah, the, the boss design in that game, mm-hmm. just... Most of them are very incredible. Yeah. Uh, the adjudicator. Yeah. Mm. Is that the one with the bird yeah. in his head? Yeah, the big fat guy. This is that, a weird one. Yeah, that yeah. was a weird one. They have some weird ones. Um, Demon are Souls you guys is... get Elden Ring? Oh. 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 Elden Ring. oh. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. The, the, this is about to turn into an Elden Ring podcast at the end of January. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited. Really, really excited. I hope you continue on, and I would recommend you just go into Dark Souls Remastered and uh, just accept yeah. that the graphics are going to be a whole lot, of, whole lot worse, yeah. but the level design is going to blow your mind. Like it's so immaculately yeah. put together. I was so I was going to ask you that. So two things: one, so then you would probably suggest that next I do Dark Souls one. Two, I think my only concern with those games is just like getting lost in the navigation. Like 
right you know that would be the only turn off but i think if i if the navigation i got used to it or kind of like looked up a wiki i think that i'd probably just get just as sucked into it that's what i did the first time i played through it i used a i want to say it was the ign wiki and i didn't yeah i didn't read the guide but i just used the as a road the layout as a roadmap oh, as nice. to where i should go and that helped mm-hmm. a lot because it's an open world design as opposed to demon souls which has like the worlds you pick things like that yeah yeah, and super like narrow sort of like paths. Even though they're a little wider, it's like they kind of are pulling you in a specific direction. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend going strength build too. That's pretty okay. Pretty powerful. Yeah, cool. I might have to I might have to get some more details about that later too. So whenever I start it. Yeah, uh, the if I had unlimited time, I would be. I would like to think that I would have at least gotten another souls game under my belt there's just yeah so little time in so many games yeah one day you'll get a little extra time and have you start yeah. working them in hey are we going to be able to play elden ring together oh so. we should yeah. we should do that yeah you do yeah, believe it cross play? cross play i i don't I, know about i think we're both going to get it on ps5 anyway right yeah okay. I, want, I want all my souls games in one spot so that's where i have them all so we won't have to yeah. worry about po- cross play we can all play together on the, nice. the playstation 5 yeah yeah definitely that's a day one person oh yeah yeah I'm in. Mm-hmm. well buddy thanks so much for coming on and educating us about some pokemon and enlightening us um i think like i said we weren't here to shit on anybody's no. childhood we just want oh no not at all just explain it to us yeah you know? um yeah why don't you plug any of your stuff where people can follow you etc etc yeah, so I don't typically go on other social medias really anymore, but Twitter. So my Twitter is uh, edechellis25. Um, on there, I don't really post too much of my art from my board game, but I think with a couple of games tested under under my belt, I think I'm going to start sharing more. Yeah, uh, yeah dude, please design. do. Uh, I think we follow yeah. each other. Send me some in a DM or something. I would yeah, love to definitely. see it. Yeah, I think I have like 80 different character designs that I that I can share. So awesome. you know, I won't blow you up too much. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, buddy, and thanks so much for always being cool with the artwork and Absolutely. just being a fucking kick-ass dude all around. Oh, well, my guys, pleasure. Thank you, man. Hey, uh, if you haven't already, leave us a... Man, it's a struggle getting you guys to leave us them iTunes reviews. I appreciate y'all that have left them. So if you haven't yet, just, just leave us one. Help us out with that. Uh, follow the podcast at High Potion Pod on Twitter. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow Steve at Stoned Cobra. And, uh, hey, send in any feedback or topics you want us to cover in our next, like, listener-guided episode uh, at highpotionpod at gmail.com. And I think that does it for us. Yeah. Thanks again, Evan. Evan Chu, I choose you. (laughs) Evan Chu, I choose you. Uh, You know, I am honored to... I was going to say, I was honored to be captured in your Pokeball, but I didn't know how that would come off. (laughs) Hey, I don't know, man. I got them super balls. That's a thing, right? <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you later. Ah!